0: to be a motherfucking hustler you better act somebody what is up guys you're listening to the MF CEO project I'm Andy I'm your host and I am the motherfucking CEO guys if this is your first time listening I want to welcome you here's what we are about we are called the MF CEO Project because this is a project. This is not something where I make money. This is not something where we're asking you to buy shit. This is a movement. This is a project to help bring back the values this country was founded upon. Okay. Are we an entrepreneurship podcast? Yes. Are we a mindset podcast? Yes. But what we really are is we are out to help bring back the core values that this country was built upon. Hard work, doing the right thing, taking responsibility for yourself, being accountable, setting the right example, being a proper leader, contributing to society. All the good shit this country was built upon that has been watered down by People who want everybody to win, and as we know, not everybody fucking wins. It's reality. Okay? We're, t- we're out to bring that back. We're t- we are tired of the liberal mindset of everybody wins, and everybody's special, and everybody's this, and everybody deserves this. Bullshit, motherfucker. You don't deserve a goddamn thing unless you work for it. And that's what we're about, guys. We don't ask for money. We don't ask for anything. What we do ask for, though, every podcast, is that you share with a friend if you find value in what we're about to give out. And I know for a fact today, you're going to find extreme practical value in what we're going to talk about, okay? I'm here with my co-host, Vaughn, a.k.a. Vaughn the Impaler, the pastor of disaster. What's up, my man? I got a question for you. What happens when you're normally on
1: an incredible level of excellence and then you take it that much higher?
0: You win that much more.
1: No, I mean, what do you call that? Do you have a pithy saying it's, for that? It's,
0: or? No, man, it's evolution. Yeah. You know, like I I had this conversation with PJ when he was here off the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, PJ from Secret Entourage, right, right. Uh, author of Third Circle Theory. Everybody loved that podcast by all accounts. It was very popular. Um. We were talking about the evolution of growth, and a lot of people have the idea that being successful, you know, there's it's like a destination, right? Mm-hmm. You get to a point where you're earning a certain amount, your life set a certain way, uh, and you get there, and you get to kick your feet up on the beach, drink a fucking Corona, smoke a fucking dub, and life is good, right? And that's never the way it is. The the real guys that win who win long-term. Now, there's a lot of people who win short-term that do that shit, but the real people, they get to a point where they're doing well, and then they use that to, to leverage for more for the people that care about them, the people support about them, the product they're offering, the solution they're offering to grow all of that and scale it. You know what I mean? It's always a constant push because in life and business in sports it doesn't matter whatever it is it is a competition and if you slow down and if you stop because you think you've quote unquote made it you're going to get passed up by the guy who's been following you and who's continuing to push you know what i mean there's no finish line it right. that's why like there's that saying you know it's it's not a destination it's a journey there's a lot of truth to that it is a journey and the journey it, and that's something that comes with age i mean when i was 30 years old You know, I'm 37 now. When I was 30, I didn't believe that. I believed there was a destination. I was going to get to X amount of dollars. I was going to fucking do this and live my life doing this. But here's what happens. When you evolve into somebody who is a true winner, you learn to love the game. You learn to love the competition. You learn to love the evolution. And when you get to that point, now it's not about what money's in your bank. It's not about... Uh, you know, the notoriety or a magazine article or being, getting an award. It's about continually getting better. And when you learn to love that, that's what removes all limits to your success and growth. You See what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I know for a fact you believe that. The reason I even asked you that question is that I feel like, you know, I've known you for three years. From that time, there's always been a level of excellence, but I feel like I've noticed in the last, well, particularly in the last month, I feel like, Your Thursday Thunders, I I just feel like you're hitting a stride. You're in a zone that is really amazing to me.
0: Thank you, man. But here's the thing. When when we started this podcast, I didn't fucking know what we were doing. You didn't know what we were doing. Right. This, This podcast evolved from us doing interviews for books that we're working on. Right. Okay, and then we're like, oh, you know what? Everybody started. We started (laughs) posting videos and people like, where's your podcast? And we're like, oh, fuck, I guess we should start one, (laughs) you know, and we've had tremendous success with it. I mean, tremendous success. Right. But we this is a good lesson for everybody. I didn't fucking have somebody come to me and say, hey, this is how you do a podcast. We fucking figured it out. Right. We we, we got it on the Google machine and we typed in some shit and then we did what it said. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you go back and listen to the beginning podcast. The content's still good, but the delivery's not as good. The fucking, uh, it's, it's rough around the edges. It's not nearly as, as cool and as fun and as polished as what we're doing now. It's a queer, you guys can literally go back and we're one of the top podcasts in the fucking world right now. You can literally go back. And by the way, thank you guys for doing that. that's not us. That's you guys. Um, you can literally go back and and watch the evolution. Go back and listen to the first five podcasts, and then come listen to the last five. For me, it's painful,
1: dude. I, I, mean, I
0: mean, I'm embarrassed, like, not, I wa- be,
1: not because of you. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you know what, dude? I'm like doody
0: doody doody No, 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 no. You it, know? <laughs> I agree with you. You know what? I've thought about like re-recording all those and putting them on the new end, but here's why I don't do that: so that people can see the evolution, right? Because, dude, it's been less than two years, and we've gone from not knowing what the fuck we're doing to being what's considered statistically the pinnacle of what we're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And how do we do that? We did it by fucking doing it. We didn't have a coach. We didn't have a a fucking game plan. We didn't have somebody come in here and consult us. You know what we did? We practiced. We did it over and over again. How many, Tyler, how many podcasts have I thrown out that I didn't like? Then I said, I, I, we recorded and I'll say, Hey, uh, what do you think of that? And you'll be like, I thought it was good. And I'll call you an hour later and be like, no, dude, throw that out. We're doing it over almost every week. Yeah. Yeah. Because dude, I will not fucking accept anything less than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's like self-awareness. That's self-accountability, you know, and I don't care if you're cooking fucking hamburgers right now at McDonald's, you know, if you're doing your best. And if you're putting out half-ass hamburgers, you're creating half-ass habits for yourself now, six months from now, six years from now, 60 years from now. And I refuse to do that. So I'm not going to let myself, I learned a long time ago, I'm not going to let myself start to create half-ass habits for myself. So if I put something out and in my gut, I said, I know I can do better. You know what I do? I fucking do it better. And that's it. Yeah, you know, and you guys listening right now, you have to develop the habit of being accountable to yourself. I just gave a talk on this to my whole company last night. You know, it's good to have somebody coaches you and points out what you're doing wrong. That's great. Like when you have a great manager, a great leader who's helping you learn, you need to be receptive to learning. Too many people take criticism and they run and they cry or they bitch, say, oh, my manager's a dick. Look, motherfucker, that guy's trying to help you. That guy's here for you. That guy, if that guy didn't believe that you could do it, he wouldn't fucking say anything. You know, like if I think about when somebody gets upset with you in a leadership standpoint and your leader, your manager, your boss gets upset with you. The the typical thinking is, oh, that guy's upset with me because he's greedy and he wants to make more money. No, fucker. He's upset with you because he knows you could do better. If I looked at my dog, Otis, and I said, hey, Otis, I want you to cook me a fucking five star dinner. Go to the kitchen and cook that motherfucker. And then when he didn't, I got super pissed. That would be totally illogical, right? Right. But what if I knew that he had a special skill that he could do this and he could go to the, the kitchen and make this dinner and blah, blah, blah. Then I would have a reason to be upset if he didn't do it. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, people don't get upset with you if they don't believe in you.
1: Absolutely, 100%. I think, in fact, you can tell if you care about somebody if they piss you off and you're like, well, I'm just going to let it slide. That, to me, says you don't really care about yeah, the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or you
0: don't expect more or you don't right. expect they can do anything. I, I know the people in my company are capable of a lot. You know what I mean? But yeah. But so many people I see, like, I get emails all the time from people who are saying shit, like, oh, my boss is a dick. Well, is your boss a dick or are you a fucking bitch? Right. You know what I mean? hmm because I don't know that many people who are successful leaders or bosses that truly don't care about people. You know, you have a lot of people in society that will look at successful people who are who have made a good living or who have become successful in business and they'll say, yeah, they got there by stepping on everybody and they're selfish and they're greedy and they fuck people over. Well, no, actually they don't because it's impossible to get ahead without bringing other people with you. Mm-hmm. And the reason that those people say those things is because that's what they think it is to get ahead. They will cut people off. They will cut people's legs out. They will do the dirty shit to get ahead, which is why they aren't ahead, which is why they're fucking looking from the bottom up and not the top down.
1: Right. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. I remember like two years ago you were you were quite angry with somebody. It was another part of the uh, the office here. And uh, I said to Tyler, I said, man, I, I'm not looking forward to the day that that that's going to happen to me. And in fact, I said, you know, I hope it never does. And Tyler's response was, it will. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. It's a
0: good thing. As long as you can learn to get better from it. Right. Like, you know, so many people in a leadership standpoint think that, you're supposed to be nice to people, and you're like that's the liberal fucking logic these days. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? I've shied away from using the term liberal, but I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna start saying it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the liberal instilled fucking bullshit mentality. Be nice to everybody. Everybody deserves a trophy. Everybody deserves to be special. Everybody. Everybody's a, 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 a delicate little flower with a rainbow over their head. No, they fucking aren't. And you know what? By not telling someone the exact truth about what they have or haven't done, you're holding them back in life. You know what I mean? If you're a leader, if you're in a management role, a lot of managers are so scared to like say something to somebody because they're afraid it's going to quote unquote hurt their fucking, fuck your feelings. You know what I mean? This is life or death. This is survival. This is ability to earn income over the course of your life. Take care of your family. You're going to let your fucking pussy ass feelings get in the way of that. I'm sorry. If you do that, you don't deserve to succeed. You know, if you don't, if you're a manager and you're not telling people the exact truth, you don't have to be mean about it. You just tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey bro, you suck at this. You need to do this, this, and this to get better. And you know what? You're also good at these three things. Keep being good over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so many people won't do that. Instead, they try to like, it's like negotiating with a terrorist. They try to like pump them up with positivity in hopes that they'll soon improve all these little areas over there. Well, if they, if you pump them up with positivity and you think that he's going to improve this area over here, the motherfucker thinks he's doing a good job.
1: Right. You you see? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest issues is that I think most people don't understand, as you clearly do, that personal improvement, self-defense development this is a life or death issue like this is a very serious issue like they would never think of going to a doctor you know if they if they suspected they were they were sick or they had something really wrong with them if they went to a doctor that knew exactly what was wrong with them they had cancer but they were like no you're doing fine you're okay (laughs) exactly they'd be like what but when it comes to this self-development stuff the things that we need to do to get better people intuitively they're like no I, I don't want people to tell me the truth i want them to just make me feel good about myself and you're completely failing somebody when well, you fail to I know do that.
0: That, that, that i think that is is they they want to believe that that is the truth mm-hmm. you know what i mean they no, want to believe point. that they are doing a good job they the, the the mentality in america now has gone from 40 50 years ago like hey do the best fucking job you can take pride in it right. to hey Skate under the radar and and make it look like you're doing the best job you can and get by. And like, dude, that's that's a fucking terrible mentality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, and that's what we're trying to correct here with what we're doing. You know, Um, today, you know, I'm going to give you guys some practical information today about certain things that that may or may not have to do what we talked to in the intro. We're kind of just bullshitting right now, but what I want to talk about guys is the opportunity that you have when you are in business, whether you work for a business, whether you uh, are a manager in a business, whether you're a CEO of a business, the opportunity that you have with disgruntled customers. Okay. So many people these days look at disgruntled customers as an annoyance, as a pebble in your shoe, as something that, uh, you know, won't make or break you blah, blah, blah. You're completely fucking wrong.
1: Just a reality that they're going to accept. Yes,
0: exactly. They're just thinking, Oh, you know, Hey, you can't win it all. Right. You know, um, and that might be true, but to go into your business and not try to win it all, you're, 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 you're doing something that you're selling yourself short. You're selling your people short. Uh, To me, you're doing something unethical because you have a responsibility to take care of the people in your business as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So, too many people look at disgruntled customers like it's their fault. And most of the time, it's not their fault. It's your fault. And we're going to talk about some of these things today. Um, I think the biggest thing that you need to take away from this podcast, and I'm going to say it right now, is that when people are pissed off there is huge potential in that and you have to be able to recognize it. If you're just the guy who writes it off or the guy who brushes it off or the guy who says, Oh, you know, that guy's a dick. You are taking an opportunity and just shitting on it. Hmm. All right. I don't mean that you, you know, should be intentionally screwing things up. But what I do mean is that if you do screw things up, it's not the end of the world and very, very, very good things can come of it. Okay. People who are allowed are loud regardless. So if they're loud about a negative situation, they're gonna be loud, even more loud, if you could stop whatever negative is happening and turn it into a positive. Hmm. Those people become your biggest fucking advocates because you're creating a story, all right? And what's the story? The story is this, you know what? I didn't like those guys, they did this, this, and this, but you know what, they made up for it tenfold and now I fucking love them. There's huge opportunity in that. So just to set the stage a little bit, are we
1: going to be talking a little bit like about mindset, like how to completely approach a situation?
0: Well, I I think the first thing you do is have to fucking adjust your mindset, right? You have to stop looking at people who are angry with your business, people who are upset with your business, people who are upset with your service or your product as a negative and start looking at it as, hey, maybe this guy has a point. What can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. How can I make this person into an advocate? How can I make my product better? All right, that's what winners do. That's what winning companies do. All right, and and you might be the guy cooking burgers right now, but if you're the guy cooking burgers right now and this dude's complaining about the burgers, maybe you should think about why he's complaining about the burgers to adjust the level of quality that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. So this can apply to all levels. You've just got to, you know, be able to step into that perspective.
1: Okay, All right. so the average person or the average manager or the average Every CEO- single person
0: who has a fucking job, this is relevant
1: to. Gotcha, So so... As you said, the typical, we'll say average business person looks at a disgruntled customer and the first thing they see is, this is just a pain in the ass that I have to deal with. Yes. So what's the other way to see this? You said generally. The other way
0: to see this is this is an opportunity. This man has a valid point. This man has a network of people that could possibly send his people into our business. This man or woman has uh, feedback that could help improve my product. Okay, that's what you have to start looking at it as, not as, uh, oh, this guy's just being a jerk. That's that's what average people fucking think. Right. Smart people fucking think, what can I learn here? Okay.
1: so 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 take the take the disgruntled, pissed off customer and just dissect them for me.
0: Well, the first thing you have to realize is that customers who are pissed off, they're invested in your business. That means they care. Hmm. All right. They're not just pissed off because they're pissed off. They fucking care. All right. And people that care are super valuable to your business because they're either going to care enough to hate your business or they're going to care enough to love your business. But either way, they care. okay. And if you're talking to someone who has taken the time out of their day to complain to you, you have to understand that that person is also going to be the same person who is going to take time out of their day to tell their friends and family and social networks how great you are when you correct the problem.
1: That makes total sense. So, I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive, but in some ways you don't really want the nice customer who, who was disappointed by your product. And so they're just like, well, that's okay. So I'm just going to no. go along my way. Yes. Yeah.
0: You, these people are extremely valuable. They're opinion leaders in society generally, the people yeah. who bitch. Now, are there people that bitch just because they bitch? Absolutely. But most people that bitch to you, they're not bitching. They're actually caring enough to tell you what you could do better so that you could improve. Right.
1: It's kind of a compliment because they it have is. really, I mean, they have yes. really high standards for you. Yes.
0: And yeah. and so the way you need to approach them is not to like protest what's going on or try to fight with them. You know what it is? It's to say... you you know what, sir, you are 100% right. And I am so sorry this happened to you. I want to do better. How can I make this better and what can I do better? Let them vent. Let them come at you. Let them let them tell you everything that they want to tell you, okay? And agree with them because they're probably right. Not agree with them because you're trying to like appease them. Right. You know what I mean? But if you take a genuine interest in listening to that person and being present when you listen... That not only is helpful to you, right, but it also shows the person that you care, which is going to tone down their level of frustration with you. Because you're giving them the opportunity to have their input in the solution to the problem. People want to be heard. They want their voice heard. They want you to care back. Yeah. Right?
1: I it makes total sense. It just—it seems like the average person just is going to have to work actively work to say I'm going to impute good motives to these people. They
0: seem angry, but they're angry for the right reasons. Exactly, exactly. Um, the other thing you have to realize is that customers who get pissed, they usually have extremely high standards, which means your standards even if they are high on the back end, aren't meeting those standards in the front end, okay? You know, have you ever been tempted to say, oh man, this customer is being unreasonable? Well, they should expect excellence from you, don't you think? Mm -hmm. They should be unreasonable with you, don't you think? Is it your job to do the best possible fucking job that you can so that you can earn the great word of mouth, you could earn the income, you could create the jobs. You have to understand that these people are basically a thermometer for you to measure if your standards really are meeting up to the standards that you might set on the back end. So it's a great way to have a, a real measuring stick against what's being executed versus what's being talked about on the backside.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense. That that old saying, uh, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. That's what I thought of when you were talking. I was thinking like, I mean, obviously, you don't want a ton of pissed-off customers, but in theory, based on what you're saying, if a lot of your customers are raising questions about things and, and, and pointing out things that need to be changed... Their level of excellence is only going to help yours. It's going to make you work that much harder.
0: If you have the right mindset, which is what we talked about the first time, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not the guy who's going to stand there and be like, oh, this guy's a jerk or this guy's an idiot or this guy's that. And if you own a business that has employees, you have to work to coach them to not have this mindset. Okay. If you're a leader right now, you're hearing this, right? And you're like, yeah, but how do I get my guys to do this? You have to put in the time educating them so that they flip the switch on this mindset because the more customers in, in the door, the more money for them, the more opportunity for them, the more growth for them as well. And sometimes you have to tie that together for people. They're not always going to see that. So your job as a, as a manager or as a leader, or as a CEO is to tie together what this means to them. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that effectively, you're what you're going to see is these people on the front lines will grasp that concept and they will run with it, and your your service levels will go up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't look at these people who have gripes and have issues and have frustrations. And on the backside of the, you know, you're you're let's say you're uh, own a restaurant, and the waiter comes in the back and and talks to you. You're you're the manager. Says, yeah, this guy's just being a dick. Blah blah blah. And you say something like, well, you know, don't worry about it. Blah 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 blah. Dude, you're you're enabling that person to have the attitude of that. What you need to do is be like, well, why is he upset? Oh, well, his fries weren't blah, blah, blah. Well, shouldn't his fries be fucking perfect? He's paying great money to have that. Let's make it perfect for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, ha- you can't, like so many managers fuck up because they they enable that bitching. They they let the gripes, they get in the gripe game with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good line in Saving Private Ryan, uh, which is one of my favorite movies, where they're talking and he's like, uh, he's talking about gripes and he, and Tom Hanks said something to the effect, I can't remember the exact quote, but he said, you know, gripes go up, not down. Hmm. You know, it's not that I don't have anything to complain about. just, I'm not going to complain about it to you. You know what I mean? So when you're a manager or a CEO, you don't get in that, that game of, of that, you know, of, of bullshitting or talking shit or, you know, enabling people's negative attitudes towards customers. You know, your job is to make that improve. So when people bitch to you, it's your job to stop them and say, well, hey, look, this guy's got a good point. You're being short sighted. We need to fix it so that this guy will go out and do this. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. you do that enough times, people will get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that goes back to like what I said about, you know, a lot of people won't have that conversation because they feel it's a little bit uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry, but if you don't have the balls to have that conversation, (laughs) I don't know. Right. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Do you think the reason it's hard for so many people to think with the mindset that you're suggesting is because, especially nowadays, because we're so worried about getting our feelings hurt and that, uh, that kind of thing, that people don't listen to what is being said. They're just all bent out of shape about how it's being said. Well, you that's you the know popular
0: thing now, man. Everybody, you know, that's the thing. The last five, four or five years, it's become this fucking pussified, emotional, you know, oh, I don't like the way you toned that. You know what? I don't give a fuck if you don't like the tone. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what what makes you think I give a shit if you don't like my tone, a voice? I don't care. Right. You know, and there's not enough of that. You know, there's too many guys being like, oh, well, I'm sorry if, for, for the way I said that to you. Uh, You know <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, here, let me fluff you with a, 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 a pillow and... and and uh, I'll feed you grapes. Right. You know, like royalty. Like, dude, fuck you. Right. You don't like my fucking tone of voice? Do your fucking job right.
1: Right. And I mean- You know,
0: leadership has become pussified because they've given in to this, like, added this liberalist attitude of everybody's feelings matter and this and that. You know what? What's more important, somebody's feelings or their ability to feed their fucking family? You know what I mean? Hmm. And we've lost sight of that. And people who are in leadership positions now are so worried about catering to someone's fucking pussy ass feelings than they are to actually teaching them valuable skills that could be used to create income for the rest of their life or move forward in life or progress and excel in life that they don't ever teach those skills anymore. Instead, they're, they're having conversations like, Oh, well, I'm sorry you feel this way and I'm sorry you don't like the way I said this. Does that shit really fucking matter? You know what I mean? It doesn't fucking matter. What matters is, is that you can go out and execute so that you can earn, so that you could pay, so that you can live.
1: It makes total sense. I hear you saying when somebody comes, they could be breathing fire. They could be just like shaking their fists. But your job to be an excellent manager or an excellent customer service agent is not to ask, did they offend me? But to ask, is what they're saying true?
0: Yeah. And what can I learn from what they're saying? So, you know, that's a that's a that's a mindset you have to instill in your whole organization because the natural uh, mindset these days is not that. The natural mindset is to look at the customer and be like that guy's a fucking idiot. Right. You know, I get so many people message me saying the same. Andy, is the customer always really right? <laughs> uh, well, do you want to be broke or do you want to fucking have some money? Right. And I always ask him that in return because. Yeah, the customer is always right because you're not talking to just that customer. You're not dealing with just that customer. You don't know who that customer knows, who that customer talks to, what that customer's influence is. You have no fucking clue. You could be talking to somebody in a Hulk Hogan fucking Hulkamania t-shirt and think like, oh, this dude lives in the trailer out in the sticks. And he could run a fucking chat forum full of 10,000 other fucking Hulkamaniacs. That are all going to think poorly of your business. Now you have no clue who's two people are. So you have to treat everybody like they're fucking super influential because the reality is they are. Yeah. And if you treat everybody like they're the most influential person that you could ever imagine. And that if this person goes out and isn't singing your praises that you're going to fucking get buried, you will you will instill a culture of great service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you treat everybody like that. Not just the people you think are like that.
1: Right. So I want to be Captain Obvious. You know, we always talk about how we, you know, people ask us, is this a success podcast? Is it a business podcast? Which one is it? And here's a case where, I mean, again, Captain Obvious, but here's a case where we're, we're touching on an issue that is relevant to business, but it's also relevant to all of life. It's not an issue of, in m- many cases in life, it's not an issue of how you feel or, or, or your self-esteem. It's an issue of execution. It's an issue of producing results. Always.
0: Yeah. Always. Leave your feelings at fucking home, man. Right. You know, uh, I f- find it interesting how many younger people who are in business. I I just feel like the, the whole emotional intelligence, the whole... Uh, Uh, You know, be in tune with everybody's inner Zen fucking movement is so far gone the other way that it should be. Right. I mean, like, dude, should you be a nice person? Should you treat people with respect? Should you be in tune with people's morale? Yes. But to make it to a point where like people are complaining at work about the tone of voice that their manager has when their manager's correcting them on doing something, dude, fuck you. Right. Go fucking work at McDonald's forever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's it, it's a lost. It's just lost. And yeah, you know this. You look across the spectrum.
1: No matter what the area of life is, it could be sports. It could be it could be you know business. It could
0: be politics. I mean, dude, think of a fucking football player coming off the field and the coach being like yelling at him, and then coming back three minutes. You know what? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I yelled right. at you. Uh, you know, I, I know that probably hurts your feelings a little bit, but I'm sorry. Right. You know, right. it's comical. Right. But it that's is what comical. people like have come to expect in the workplace. They, oh, well, I deserve this respect. You know what? You don't deserve the respect if you're not doing the fucking job right. Right. This whole feeling of I deserve, I deserve entitlement. It's, yeah, but like the like if you're somebody who uses the word I deserve for anything, You're somebody who's going to have a really hard time in life. Mm -hmm. You don't deserve a goddamn thing. Right. That's the reality. Okay. Get that through your fucking brain first. You deserve nothing. You deserve, you deserve no respect. You deserve no fucking, uh, you know, living. You don't deserve income. You don't deserve fucking anything. You earn that shit. You know, and people are like, Oh, well, I, I don't deserve respect. Not if you're not fucking earning it. That's the way the world works. I'm sorry. It's harsh. It's reality. Too many fucking people out there think that they've like, it goes back to what we talk about. Oh, I, I deserve to feel good about myself. Not if you're fucking smoking crack every day and right. sitting on the fucking couch eating bonbons and watching fucking reruns of fucking Jerry Springer. No, you don't deserve to feel good. You only deserve to feel good if you're fucking earning the feel good by doing the fucking work.
1: Right. Right. And across the board, like I was saying, nobody who's successful thinks otherwise. If you look at the people who are successful, they always take responsibility. They're not focused on, oh, this guy offended me or my feelings are hurt. They're focused on truth.
0: That's right. And it's execution. 100%, man.
1: Yeah. Um, so let me, uh, let me restate just for people who are following here. Uh, customers who get pissed off are customers who are invested in what you offer uh, you said customers who get pissed off are customers who usually have high standards. So what's the next point?
0: Well, I think the next point is that you have to realize, and I am touched on this a minute ago, but the really pissed off customers, the ones who are the most vocal, the ones who go on fucking the internet and leave you a one-star review, those are the same ones who will go back and create a five-star review and a correction and be a huge, powerful advocate of your brand if you take the time to correct the issue. And when I say correct the issue, I mean doing whatever it fucking takes. And th- a lot of people aren't willing to do that because that shit costs money. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe you have to send an employee out to do something for this person or send them a something, a gift card or, or a gift basket or something to try to correct the problem. But, that's an investment that will return on you a hundredfold. Hmm. Okay, and people don't think of it. They look at today's cost, not tomorrow's return and the lifetime value of that customer. The lifetime value of a customer in my business is over a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, I teach all my people to visualize when they talk to somebody to have a bubble over their head. This is a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, If you could visualize somebody having a $100,000 bubble over their head and they're bitching at you and crying at you and yelling at you and being rude to you because you did something to upset them, it's a lot easier to keep your cool. It's a lot easier to work to resolve that problem when you can remember what that person's worth is over the long haul. And if you take that person's worth over the long haul and you multiply it times the 20 fucking friends they have that they have influence over. Now you're talking about 20 more people with $100,000 bubbles. Hmm. You've got to think about the long game, man. It's not about today. It's not about the 50 bucks you're going to spend on a gift card or the 100 bucks you're going to spend on a gift pack to send to this person to resolve that issue. It's not about the meeting you're going to take with this person because uh, you want to correct the issue. A lot of times people just want to be heard. You know what I mean? The point is, is that whatever it costs you to do this, you have to understand that it's an investment. Mm -hmm. It's not a cost. Mm -hmm. Okay? These people are hugely invested. They have incredibly high standards. They're extremely critical and they're fucking pissed off at you. But what you do to turn all that passion in the right direction in support of your company is well worth any amount of money that you could possibly spend to do so. So you have to understand the loudest people are the loudest people whether it's fucking negative or positive okay and for every motherfucker that leaves you a negative review or yells at you or gets mad at your company there's 50 others that are just as mad that haven't said anything right. so you need to treat this person and be thankful for this person that they brought these things to your attention so that you could correct them if you have that mentality you are going to become the fucking king dingling of customer service. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're going to be the John Holmes of customer service. You know? And like, dude, that's what that's what your goal should be. Mm-hmm. Because customers is the name of the game. I don't care what fucking business you're in. You could be in uh, you know, tire business, you could be in fried chicken business, you could be in fucking supplement business, you could be in fucking uh the bank business. It doesn't matter. You're not selling what you're selling You're not selling your product, you're selling a solution. And ultimately what you're really in is the customer acquisition business. You see what I mean? Hmm. You're not in the business of selling this or that. You're in the business of acquiring and creating value and networks of people to help your business grow.
1: Okay, so let me throw this out there cuz I think this is awesome. So you you teach your guys to see the lifetime value of a customer, which to me is another way of putting that is you're teaching them vision. You want to you want to cast a vision for what a customer's worth. But there's another aspect of this that and I love how this ties into a lot of things you talk about on the podcast. There's another aspect of this is that the people who just kind of let customers go, you know, well, win some lose some Dude, Some
0: almost most companies. Yeah.
1: So they don't have something that you all, pre- almost
0: most companies yeah, right, right, sound right. Fucking
1: <laughs> almost all companies <laughs> they don't have something you preach all the time, which is com- competition, a sense of competition. In other words, I know knowing you, I know your attitude is not just I want you to see the customers as a lifetime value, but I know there's a part of you that says, no, we're not going to give up a customer. We're, I'm going to look at this as a challenge. I'm going to. There's there's no lost cause. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have like a kill 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 mentality. Of course. Of I'm not good. I'm going to take
0: this as a challenge. Well, dude, that's that's the you know that. Does that what, make sense? Yeah, you know that goes. That's the popular thing now. Oh, I want everybody to win. Fuck, I don't want everybody to win. I want to fucking win. Right. I want my team to win, and I have a moral obligation to fucking win so that my team wins. Right. You know, people are like, oh, Andy, you're fucking overly competitive, and you're you're overly aggressive, and you don't let the littler guys have their spot. No motherfucking shit. That's my job. My job is to make sure that we fucking win. Right. Period. And not to lose a single customer. I don't want my grandma buying vitamin D drops at fucking Walgreens. I will yell at her and get pissed at her, and then I will yell at my guys for not capturing her. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you shot with us, because we're the fucking best. Right. And we're willing to prove it. But the point is, is that we, a lot of people will paint overly competitive CEO figures as like these crazy motherfuckers that Mm -hmm. they like, they say what I just said. And they're like, look how greedy he is. It's not greed. I used to sleep on a fucking mattress that I, I had to put my head on strategically place it. So I didn't fucking lay on a piss stain. It was somebody else's piss because the mattress was used. I got a salvation. I don't want to go back to that. I've got fucking over 100 employees that are all dedicated and loyal to my fucking companies. I've got two, almost 3,000 now outside reps that I have responsibility for. We have to fucking win. We have to get everything we can. And if I don't have that attitude of being competitive, I'm failing them. And that's not right. I have a moral obligation to that level of competitiveness. And so do you.
1: I just can't add to that that's well, amazing so <laughs>
0: well, let's talk about let's talk about how to really gain and turn around like we talked about why it's important let's talk about how we get these people to become advocates okay mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. things first you touched on it a second ago you you can't just let them just go okay you've got to engage them all right a lot of people a lot of companies will just like they'll see a negative comment on their Facebook or And there's a difference between trolling and a legit comment. Everybody knows the difference. So I'm not going to say that. Right. You know, I'm not even going to get into that. But legitimate comments that have concerns or a post like companies will not engage that post because they don't want to put a spotlight on it. You know what I mean? Somebody says, hey, I bought this product from this company and I don't like it. You know, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, companies will just let that go. Right. Or somebody writes an email. They just won't respond. All right, you have to engage and you have to get in the game. This is your, Sorry. This should be a no-fucking-brainer, but it's amazing to me how many companies ignore these complaints. You know, people post complaints. Uh, they post on a company's website, and, and these guys delete the post or ignore the post. I mean, what the fuck are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. This is 2016. We're in the digital age. If you aren't engaging your customers and trying to hide from your mistakes, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. When they complain, Respond. When they get pissed, listen, and then correct the problem, okay? People respect that, and this is ultimately about respect. So first rule is you've got to be willing to engage. You've got to be willing to jump in the pool. You've got to be willing to take your licks and then know that there's a great opportunity to make this person advocate, and if you understand what we talked about in the first part of the podcast of understanding that there is a tremendous opportunity here, it's much easier to be enthusiastic about jumping in and engaging these people when they're upset. You know, because a lot of people are afraid of that. Well, under that was the point of the first half of the podcast. Make sure that you understand that this is a situation that is going to result in a tremendous amount of good for your company. If you could grasp that concept and understand that concept, it's a lot easier to jump in and engage when these people are upset. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it's hard to get inside the minds of people who don't engage. But, I mean, do you think... Do you think, in a way, that when when companies just you know delete somebody who has a negative comment or just tries to ignore it? I mean, is that essentially, the, especially in today's day and age with the social media, is that just telegraphing to everyone that
0: you're not confident in your product? I think it says everything you need to know about the company. Yeah, I think it says a) they don't care about you, b) they don't give a fuck if you buy the product once or one thousand times, c) they don't care if you fucking solve the problem that you if we solve the problem that you came to us for, d) They're too they they got so much money, they don't give a fuck, right. And you know what? Those kind of people don't deserve your business, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're a pretty decent sized company, and we still fucking try to do the best possible job we can engaging customers. I and mean, we I, I there there is literally not a day that goes by that I don't screenshot something and it might not even be something negative. It might be something that's impartial, that I screenshot to our customer service guys, or that I will jump in and say, hey, Dude, shoot me a message. I'll get this fucking handle for you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't think there's anybody at my income level, at my status level, at my at my quote unquote popularity level on this fucking earth that does that like I do it. Mm-hmm. Not anyone. Not anyone. Not fucking Richard Branson. Not fucking Tony Robbins. Not fucking Gary V. Gary V's pretty good, but bro, I'm better than you at that. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Yeah. But he's, you know, I'm engaging. I'm fucking, I'm finding people who are pissed off and I'm working those people. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Something you've told me before, I feel like a couple months ago. And that's that- not a
0: knock on Gary Vee. He's pretty fucking good. Yeah. He, I would say he's probably second best to me in that, in that aspect. He's a guy who makes a lot of money himself. He's worth a fucking lot of money and he still fucking cares. But like, dude, I'm in the fucking trenches every fucking day, every day. Right. You know, and if you're, you know, if you're a small business owner and you're not in the trenches, like, you know, (laughs) I don't know how to say this without saying it, but like, I've seen some small business owners lately who I, I, or quote unquote competitors of mine, I guess, not really. They're like annoyances, but the point is, is like, I've seen them and on the fucking Friday night, Thursday night, they're at the fucking lake or they're at the fucking beach or they're here or they're there. You know where I am. I'm on the motherfucking internet talking to people about fucking this. Mm. That's why we fucking win. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We're willing to fucking do the work. Absolutely. So. The other thing
1: I've noticed about uh, when you when you engage people directly on your your personal brand, you know, Andy Frisella, or MFCEO, and then and then beyond First Form, is I've noticed that when you engage. The other person might be rude. They might be. They might be completely unreasonable. What's interesting to me is that when you or the people who are representatives of first form maintain your dignity, maintain your 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 you know respect level, what happens is all of the other customers that have had really good experiences defend you. Defend you. That's right. So there's no need. So, to but just, here's
0: here's a point that we don't even have on our list to talk about here, but I want to bring up because you just kind of got to it. Dude, sometimes people just want to be fucking heard, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like, dude, you'll get these over, we get them all the time, like these overly aggressive emails, like, oh, fuck you guys, you did this and this and this. And then we reply to them like, hey, man, you know, I'm sorry, you're so, or we'll call them, hey, I'm sorry, you're so upset. What can we do? The reason they're doing that and becoming so hard is because they don't think they're even going to be fucking heard Hmm. because most companies don't listen. So when you take someone who, who is overly rude, and you call them up, and then usually those people are like, dude, I'm sorry, I was having a bad day, yeah. you know, I really didn't think someone was going to contact me, and you really could turn the script over and turn this person into a fan of your business, you know what I mean, by yeah. doing the right thing, yeah. it's not that hard. The fact that other companies don't give a fuck about customers is a tremendous opportunity for you to care and create awesome loyalty in your company. You See what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's an incredible. I, there's been many times where I've come to a customer service agent, and I thought I I had to go in with guns blazing, super hot, right? Yeah, and and the girl guy was just like, oh yeah, no problem, Mister Kohler, we'll take and then, care of it. And you then know? what do you and think?
0: I feel like an ass. Okay, so like, dude, I use this example. I use this example in my in my it's perceived, it's perception. Okay, mm-hmm. it's what you expect versus what you really get. I use this example all the time. All right. You see some dude walk in, I use this example with our store employees. You see this big burly dude walk in with a fucking mohawk, tattoos all over him, tattoos on his face, scowl on his face, just a rough looking dude, right? Mm-hmm. You see him walking in from 50 feet away. You automatically start to create a, a perception of this person based off of their appearance right and the liberalist listening which not many of you are <laughs> thank god or <laughs> will say oh well, that's not fair to judge somebody guess what we all fucking judge people so you're developing this perception based on this dude's appearance you're like, fuck, this dude's going to be mean, he's going to be rough, you know, he's not going to want to, and then he comes in, and not only is he the fucking coolest dude ever, but he talks to you for 30 minutes about your cool car, you talk about all the shit you have in common, and you find out that this dude is almost just like you, just looks different. Now, what's your perception? Your perception isn't what it would be had that person look normal, your perception is that guy's super cool, mm-hmm. because you expected him to be super not cool. Right. So- Think of that in terms of customer service. You know what I mean? You are in a position because people are upset to go above and beyond and exceed their expectations. And what that does is they perceive you as first negative, And then all of a sudden, you're not just okay. You're the fucking best. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. what this is about. You know, people just don't take the time to make this investment. And you know what? There's a moral obligation to do this too you know, this isn't just about getting the business or growing your company. And it is a tremendous way to do that. But look, you have a moral obligation to provide a great product, great service and follow up support. Otherwise you don't deserve a fucking money. Mm -hmm. You have that obligation to your family, your friends, your fucking employees. So if you're not doing what we're talking about here, you're fucking off period. So when people come in You have to understand that when you exceed their expectations, you're presenting a situation where you're going to flip it total 180 degrees on them. Mm
1: All right. Um, Something, something you say. I just have to repeat it again because this is basically sums up what I hear you saying. Is that the? It's it's terrible that the standards in America have gone down at that and that there and loseriness is so common. But the upside of that. Is that if you're not huge like opportunity? That, it's a yeah. huge opportunity. Yeah,
0: for sure, man. Just like if you're a young person right now between the ages of 17 and 27, if you can adopt the mindset that we talk about here and do the work, like really fucking do the work and do it in a way uh, that it should be done, mm-hmm. you know, not the quick, easy, fucking fast way. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to be the guys who are sitting in my chair when you're fucking 35, 36 years mm-hmm. old. You know what I mean? Um, Probably earlier, because so many people don't have that mentality. You know, when I was young, you know, the Internet wasn't there. There wasn't all these easy money fucking fixes. So everybody's fucking working their dicks off. You know what I mean? Right. We had to compete against some badass dudes. Um, But there's tremendous opportunity in the fact that the work ethic has gone down so low. So let's stay on track here. You have to remember... My next point, you have to remember that customer service and sales are two sides of the same coin. Sales is not really about selling things. It's about solving problems. And what this means is that your response to a complaint should not be a defense of the product. Well, gee, sir, I don't understand. Our supplements are made of only the highest quality ingredients. No. Obviously, the person didn't get the results for some reason or another. Your main goal should be to figure out why he wasn't satisfied and more than that, why he isn't singing your praises to the fucking world about how great you are. Identify the problem, figure out what needs to be done and fix it no matter what the cost. Okay, you have to do those things. It's not something that is optional. All right, if you own a business, sometimes that's a personal, emotional thing for you because somebody's coming to you and they're telling you like, hey man, I tried your fucking Chicken Parmesan fucking sucked Hmm. and you made it. That will piss you off. You know what I mean? Right. But what's worse for you being pissed off and listening to the customer and arguing with them or would it be smarter to listen to the customer, improve your skills, make a better fucking chicken Parmesan and win? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to put your fucking ego aside. A lot of times, most of the time, yeah, you know, and listen, Um, you know, when you talk to these people, you have to understand too, that nothing replaces sincerity. I asked my team last night, we're talking about, and this goes with sales and, and customer service being the same thing. Do you, I asked everybody to raise their hand. Who knows the difference between when someone's actually trying to help them or when someone's trying to sell them? Every single person raised their hand. So I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. Do you know the difference when somebody's trying to sell you versus when somebody's trying to help you? Every fucking person listening right now knows the difference Mm -hmm. because as human beings, our bullshit detectors are finely tuned instruments. Okay. We know when someone has our best interests in mind and we know when someone's trying to sell a shit. All right. You have to put the customer first. You have to put their interests first. You have to put their problems first. And you have to be genuine in your intent to fix them. That means not trying to manipulate them into buying more shit or marketing for you. But if you're genuine in your intent to do the right thing with these people, they sense that. Nothing can replace sincerity. People know when you're being honest, when you're being true, when you're being sincere. And that is one of the most powerful things that we could talk about. You know, when companies sell out, send out these bullshit, uh, pre written emails about, you know, Oh, Mr. Jones, I'm sorry that you had this problem with our company, blah, 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 blah. Dude, that's just pouring gas on the fucking fire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're a, a small company, it, this is easy to do because it's easy to care when you're small. But if you're a big company, how do you get people to fucking care? Well, you have to instill a culture of caring. People know the fucking difference between caring or pretending to care. There is a massive difference between actually caring and pretending to care. And every single person on this earth knows the fucking difference when someone actually cares versus someone's pretending to care. So guys, how do you do this? Well, It's probably a good idea that you actually care about your customers, because if you don't actually care about your customers, you're not going to get very far in business because people are going to sense it. So how do you do this? It's very simple. Fucking care Mm. genuinely about helping people solve their problems. It's actually the key to any business. You know what I mean? But it's especially the key here to customer service. People want to, you to be sincere. They want you to talk to them. They want you to listen to them. They want you to have a human conversation. All right? What's been done for the last 20 years with hiring people from fucking India to take customer service and automated this and, and fucking generated email that creates a tremendous opportunity for a human element to make an impact. If you call somebody on the fucking phone, say, hey, Mr. Jones, this is Andy Forcella, CEO, first form. How are you doing, man? I I see that you're very upset with the company. I just want to extend my sincere apologies to you and ask you, you know, first of all, I want to know what the problem is. Second of all, I want to know what I need to do to fix it. Hmm. You know, so so let me, what did we do wrong? I'm trying, I want to fix this, not just for you, but for everybody. You know what I mean?
1: Makes total sense. That's
0: sincere shit. Yeah. Not... Hey, Mr. Jones, this is a, this is an automated email from CEO who says that I give a fuck, but I actually fucking don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's ridiculous.
1: So, so let me—I mean, let me ask you a specific. Let me present a specific scenario. There are obviously a lot of companies. You know, I used to have an internet provider, when I went to cancel. Um, you could tell that the girl was basically working off of a script. She was very nice, but you could tell she was working off of a script. And you could tell that they had figured, they had sort of anticipated what uh, objections they were going to get. So you hear the little, you hear the little notebooks, yeah. you know, <laughs> like going to the right page, and she starts reading.
0: the Dude, that shit's response. an insult to customers. It
1: is. So playing devil's advocate, though, you're, you're, if you're a manager, your leader, your, your employees are going to be at different levels of communication ability. So. I on some level I kind of get what they're doing with those commu- those scripts. They're helping. Their no, but employees. see,
0: here's the problem, Vaughn. Those scripts are designed to help customers, service reps manipulate customers into making the situation amicable. Mm-hmm. And it's to cut down on their training because they're have because such it costs high, money and it, they have such high turnover. Well, mm. the thing here's the thing. If you own a company, we talked about this being an investment. It would make a hell of a lot more sense to spend the money on actual fucking humans who wanted to solve a problem, who were knowledgeable about solving a problem. You know, dude, that comes down to paying people five fucking dollars an hour to to answer your phones. You know? Right. You get what you pay for. Yeah. If you paid somebody 20 bucks an hour to take your fucking incoming phone calls or 30 bucks an hour and provided them a decent income, you know, as a start off You know, that's what we do here, man. Like our customer service guys are fucking, that's entry level. Like you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't get to be on the phone, like being, you don't get to do anything else till you master that. Right. You know, and they get paid well. They care.
1: Yeah. So, so for you, it's not just an insult to the customers. It's an insult to your employees because you're not trusting them. You're not respecting them.
0: Dude, all you have to do is tell your employees to do what they think is right. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, Hey, how about this? Make it right. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? Do what you think is right. Right. That should be your fucking training for customer service. Do what you think is right. Whatever that you think that is. If you do that and not provide them with all this fucking bullshit, fucking information that they got to abide by, you set them up to actually have to be human. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just
1: laughing because I'm 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 hearing Mr. Astrik Hall going, "Oh Andy, all right. So you're telling me that if somebody makes a $100 mistake, you're you're going to empower your employees to to give away $50,000 worth of uh, you know.
0: Well, if you <laughs> supplements. If, if somebody thinks that they're a fucking more. <laughs>
1: you know somebody's uh, no,
0: probably not. Probably not in our uh I could argue that yeah. that would actually still be worth it. Hmm. It still would be. I wouldn't I probably wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> but I mean there's a limit, right? Right, right. But I mean, dude, most people are, genu- you know, are you going to have people who are going to try to, like, scam the system? Yeah, absolutely. But you give- everybody gets the benefit of that once. Right. You know? Right. Um,
1: and is it, your, is it your experience that f- for all the facts that there are, you know, it, it, the reality is, yes, there are customers who are kind of out there. That's, that's definitely the exception and not the rule.
0: Or no. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no question. Dude, like, most people are good people. Yeah, You know, most people want to do the right thing. Most people just want their problem solved. Yeah, you've got the scavengers who fucking, you know, are going to try to see if they can get something from you, but you're smart enough to recognize those people. Um, So if you're one of the, if you have that question right now, you know, that should be a given. Mm -hmm. You know, of course there's going to be that. But like, you can't look at everybody like that, which is the fucking problem that we're trying to address here. Right. You know, Um, I don't know. You've got to... If you look at everybody like they're trying to scam you, you're going to be out of business real quick. Right. You know, so many people who own business have these huge egos. They're right. Customer's wrong. Fuck the customer, blah, blah, blah. I know a lot of business. Dude, I've seen a lot of businesses like that. That They just don't understand the, the idea of the, the value of a customer over the course of a term. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A life term. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. You know, you your job is to is to make it right. 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 So, the last point I want to cover here too is that you have to remember that you might have to lose a sale today to gain a friend for life. So if you fuck things up, you got to make sure that, you, that there's a follow up. I don't understand companies that don't give refunds or take returns, you know, if your product didn't satisfy, you shouldn't keep the person's money. That's not morally correct. You know, uh if it comes down to it, you shouldn't hesitate to give people their money back. But here's the thing: don't see that as the end of the relationship. You know, you lost a sale, yes, but you have a huge opportunity to prove to that customer that they were more than a sale to you. If you have their contact information, wait a couple days and then write them a handwritten note, you know, surprise them with an offer of service. Be persistent in your follow-up. Most people will love that, and it will mean a lot to them. Call them up in a week on the phone and say, hey, man, I know you had a bad experience. I'd like a chance to earn your business again. You know, have a conversation with them. Follow them up. Ask if they were happy with the way that we handle the situation. Like I said numerous times here, a lot of people are just wanting to be heard. And if you care enough to call them back and say, now I noticed you returned the product. Was everything handled properly? Was um, did my guys take care of you? Were you happy with the way that they handled the refund? You might lose that customer, but you know what will happen on Friday night when they have the conversation about the topic of needing new tires on their car and you want a tire shop. They're going to say, "Hey, man, I went to Andy's Tire Shop. You know, they fucked up, but dude, they took care of it right away, and he called me up to ask me what else they could do. You know, I I definitely have a lot of respect for their business. I'm probably going to go back. They're at least going to not talk bad about you.
1: You See what I mean? Yeah. I think when that happens, I think people are absolutely blown away by how much that respects them as, as human beings. Yes.
0: It's the right thing to do. Yeah, You know, the whole, (laughs) it's like weird to even, people just don't get how business is, it's so, if you want to win, it's just as simple as doing the right shit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's not right. Blah, blah, blah. No, it is right. It's right. Mm -hmm. Look at the fucking companies that really win. Look at the Amazons. Look at the Apples. Look at the fucking Zappos of the world. You don't have an issue with that company. There's not one thing that they do that's immoral, that's wrong, that fucking isn't awesome customer service. Nothing. They do everything right. Morally right, too. They're not fucking you. Mm -hmm. Oh, Apple charges $3,000 for a laptop. Yeah, but they also fucking provide an awesome product and follow-up service and give you everything you fucking need and make your life a lot easier. I think they should probably charge more, in my opinion. You know? Right. Guys, you have to understand, though, that when you can do this to people, when you could take somebody and follow up with them who was pissed off and make them happy, they're going to be super fucking passionate about your brand. That's how you create a loyal following. These opportunities that we're talking about in this whole podcast... it's almost to the point where it's worth pissing someone's off to make them this kind of loyal. You know what I mean? You have to swing them, you know, one way sometimes to get them the whole other way. And I'm not recommending you do that because it's not good business, but I'm just saying you certainly shouldn't look at somebody who's angry as a fucking negative thing. You should look at it as a positive thing. You should look at it as an opportunity. And if you, if you could teach that culture and instill that culture in your business, That, you know, today you might lose the battle, but tomorrow we're going to win the fucking war because we care. You're going to win the war. Mm -hmm. And lots of small businesses struggle with this idea. But if you like I said, if you look at any big business, Nike fucking Under Armour, uh, Apple, Zappos, Amazon, these big ass giant behemoth companies, you don't have issues with those companies. They understand this concept. You, you get somebody on the phone at all those companies. They will work with you. We, we've moved past the automated age of customer service. We've moved past hiring out India to take our fucking calls, okay? If you're growing business right now and you're a mid-sized business, take money and invest it into a human customer service department. Real fucking people who know your fucking product, answering the fucking phones, making your customers advocates, Okay. It's well worth the investment. It's not a cost. Customer service is not a cost. (laughs) Customer service is an investment. Mm -hmm. It's an investment to create loyalty. And disgruntled customers are the head honchos of being loud advocates of your brand to create more loyal people. That's the point of what we're talking about here. They're not an annoyance, they're not a, a proverbial pebble in your shoe. They're not somebody who's a jerk. They're not unreasonable. They are a thermometer for you to gauge the quality of what work you are doing. So guys, instill that culture in your people. Take the time to educate your people on this aspect and you will see an immediate return within 90 days of you guys instilling this and, and executing on this perfectly. But it has to be from the heart. Like I said, people know the difference when they're cared about or being pretended to be cared about. They know the difference between when you're helping them or when you're trying to sell them. Okay, you have to do this from the heart. If you don't do it from the heart and you don't actually care, it will not work. It'll blow up in your fucking face. Mm. So if you don't actually care about your customers, I would not implement the human element because they're just, it's gonna be an amplifier. For you not caring. Mm -hmm. But if you actually care, show it by putting real people, making the investment, you know, giving them the right information, allowing them to vent, doing all the fucking things we just talked about. All right. You'll be happy you did because it will grow your fucking business.
1: I'm curious. What do you think the application of this business principle is to just success in life
0: in general? It's very parallel. I would say your ability to take criticism and understand even when it's even when someone's trolling you or being overly negative because they don't like you, they're clearly pointing out your weaknesses. And if you're unemotional and be able to stand back and look and say, all right, that's a weakness of mine. That's a weakness of mine. That's why he's pointing at those things. And to strengthen those things in your company, how can you not win? You know what I mean? What about your personality? Oh, you're this, you're that, you're this. Well, you know what? People are picking on you on those areas because they perceive that as a weakness. Maybe you should take a look at those things. Maybe you should look in the mirror and say, uh, hey, am I this or that? And Do I need to work on this? You know, of course there's people who are assholes. But mm-hmm. there are people who will tell you shit, a.k.a. real friends, that you can't just write off. Because like today, you know, the pop- what's the popular thing right now? Oh, everybody's a hater. Right. Oh, all these fucking haters. No, maybe they're just telling you the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to listen to them. Maybe you should take that information, even if it's being presented in a negative way, and use it to construct a better you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This, this, all the shit we talk about in terms of a business, but you are, which is the basis of this podcast, you are the entrepreneur of you. You are the CEO of you. You are in charge of the evolution of you. So if you can take criticism, even criticism that's not meant to be constructive, and use it to be constructive, you're going to be that much better off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how this might apply yeah. to life.
1: I think so. Uh, What I love the most about what you're saying and and what I think is truly revolutionary is that the average person, the everyday man on the street knows that old saying, there's a thin line between love and hate. They know that it's easy for passion to suddenly go sour and piss people off. But what I hear you saying is that the truly successful person, the elite companies know that the opposite is true too, that you can take all of the negative energy and convert it into positive.
0: Dude. People people with a megaphone mouth have a megaphone mouth positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. You want all the megaphone mouths on your fucking team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, and this might, in this day and age, it's not just a megaphone mouth. It's the dude with flames tattooed on his fucking fingers, you know, <laughs> like the keyboard warriors. <laughs> right, but, exactly. dude, you want to win them. Yeah. You know, and you win them by doing right.
1: Yeah.
0: It's hard to fucking hate somebody who does everything they can for you. Right. You know? Mm. So, guys, Look. Quit looking at customers as a fucking annoyance. Step up, be a fucking badass motherfucker. Make these people part of your team. They're the biggest advocates you could have. If, and I want to touch on this, if you found value in what we just talked about, please share my podcast with your friends, okay? There's lots of people out there who are tired, sick, annoyed, frustrated with the way things are going in society this is called a project because we are passionate about trying to change that mentality if you know people who are tired of the liberalist pussified everybody wins everybody gets a fucking sucker blah 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 mindset dude send your peeps this way all right we're trying to change it we're creating a community this isn't just a podcast it's a fucking movement all right and i appreciate you guys for being a part of that movement But if we're going to fucking do this, if we're going to swing society back the other way, it's going to take all of us working together. So, guys, bring your homies. Love you guys. And we'll talk to you next time.